welcome to another edition of Two Guys and a Bottle of Love. Or whatever you're having. What's happening? What's going on, you potheads? Saturday night. It Live. is. It is. I feel like I just did this the other day. I know. <laughs> it was like three days ago. Deja vu. <laughs> Up on the north end. Remember that? Up on the north end. Oh, oh yeah. Deja, deja vu. vu. Yeah. yeah, they closed down. Yeah. There's yeah. still one in Flint, isn't there? Well, I know. Yeah, yeah, there is. On I Dort thought... Highway. We talked about Dort Highway, the the whole Dort, way, yeah. Dort Highway Express, uh, Route 66 uh, scenic route. Yeah. Never been in that one, yeah. but... Uh, 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 you got to yeah. go to the Beaver Trap. Yeah, that's right. a fun That's a fun one. But, yeah, nothing like... Uh, I, I Actually, I think uh, the, the Deja Vu moved out and became the, uh, the Biscos. Oh, all right. Very out nice. there on 69. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a that's a whole other experience. Coincidental 69. <laughs> um, good times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haven't been into any of them lately. So, no, no, uh, I, no. I, I don't want to contract 13 different strains of uh, bacteria anytime soon. But No. No. Plus COVID. Plus COVID. <laughs> 14 different strains of bacteria. Yep. Yep. Mm. <laughs> that would be that would be uh that'd be wonderful. Of course yeah. we don't have any of that around here, do we? No, not in Michigan. No. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Did you see we uh we almost we almost set a record. We uh, promised you guys the numbers last week. Yeah, we we almost set a record on uh Friday. Friday. Yeah. We had the highest case count that we've had ever. The only time, the only time besides Friday that it was ever higher was back in the beginning of December. But uh, yeah, it was uh, almost nine thousand cases that uh, that they recorded the other day. So yeah, we're just uh, right back up there. Yeah, full in. You know, I wish Jim Jordan was not in, in Ohio and he was in Michigan. And last night. Charlie LaDuff was on TV, and he ripped Whitmore and everything else apart, like I had posted on Facebook on my other stuff. And that, I'm telling you, that guy is borderline genius. Char- oh, yeah, Char- Charlie is genius. He really is. I mean, is. he just spits it out. I mean, mm-hmm. you want truth. I mean, there's a lot of people putting light on different subjects and different aspects of uh you know what we're going through right now, and yeah, um, you know, CNN's gonna—they're gonna reap what they sow, real soon. It's coming. Well, I think they—I think they have. I mean, their their viewership has has dropped drastically, and and their their reputa, you know reputation, um, you know for for reporting any kind of of truth is has been. Oh, in question C- for for a long time. For a long time, and but the sh- CEO, the, you know, the C- CEOs and the, you know, Fat Boy and Mr. Potato Head, you know, they're getting they're getting some shit right now because they've been caught on camera and uh, basically uh, exposed you know, for for their you know uh, lies and 
other things that they've, uh, you know, said or done that have created to get Trump out of office. And, you know, it was all propaganda and some other bullshit that they just laid down. And they did not have their facts straight, you know. So I don't know how many people have been brainwashed, you know, watching that program. But, you know, I'm not saying Fox is the best. I'm just saying they're, you know, the the lies and the truth, you know, that's a delicate balance, you know, that, you know, what you portray on, you know, the rest of America and who watches you. I mean, pretty soon it's, it's going to be a fundamental fact that, you know, people are going to pick truth over or over bullshit or lies you know and it just seems that you know one's trying to shut down the other because of you know what they say or what they do but you know in the in the end you know it it, it is when you watch the tv and it's like you see we all right here's here's the thing where has vice president harris been for the last 20 five days nothing on the border nothing she's on vacation she's on vacation what is she doing uh, re she's redecorating the other white house <laughs> her little living mansion i mean nothing no reporting nothing no no there's uh that's that's your new borders are uh your new immigration specialist so um you know and and she's been silent i mean there's been absolutely nothing that has come out of out of her as far as a, a press conference or any no. kind of comments at all over the you know over the last uh, 3 weeks since she's been named this 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 you know the czar if you will that's in charge there you of go. this and and you know i mean I, I don't know that we've seen any kind of uh, change or accomplishment or whatever, except all the holding sites keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, they're doing mass mass transformations and, and just making these sites huge um, just so they can handle the influx. 170,000 um, uh, connections that CBP reported for March. 170,000 uh, interactions with um, illegals coming across the uh, across the border. So True that. That's just a huge number. So yeah, it's, it's and that's one month. That's one month. One month. That's not even we're we're not even uh, the one one third or one fourth through the rest of the year. No, nope. uh, their predictions of what's going to happen. Right, yeah. right. And uh, zero radio <laughs> silence. <laughs> but it's not a crisis, so you know. But it's not a crisis, so don't no. so don't worry about right. it because it's you know it's it's no big deal. It uh, you know they just no, I just uh, you know people. People are waking up. You know, <laughs> here it is. It's just going to take a little longer, you know. But, man, the cities are burning, man. You know, Chicago's riding. Uh, Minneapolis, uh, Seattle's still, you know, they're still out there, you know. They're, there's, uh, you know, what do they call them? The, the, you, can't, you can't call them the protest. The peaceful you, protest. Yeah, you, yeah, you got to call them the peaceful protest. That's right. You, know, you know. can't call them riots or looting or... Uh, tear gas, bombing, insurrection, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever it is that's going out there. You can't, no, you can't say the wrong thing anymore. And, uh, yeah, be careful. You're going to get canceled. Well, I got caught the other day, man. You know, I, I, you know, there's, there's some things, you know, there's still white and black people out there. All right. That, that have to work together and get along. 
it's just a fact, right? Right. It doesn't matter. Uh, but here's the thing with me, and what baffles me is that there are so many help wanted signs, but the unemployment unemployment rate is so low. What is going on? We all know COVID's out there. We got it. And I went to a restaurant, and they were so short-staffed because they just can't find employees. No, because they because the government keeps handing out more free free, and you know the more yeah, free 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 when when you or can free 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 sit home and make you know more money sitting on your couch and playing PlayStation than you can going and working a you know a thirty or forty hour a week job. Um, you know, that's, the, and that's what's happening. You know, the, the numbers keep going higher. They keep offering free, free, more, free. more stimulus options, more higher unemployment uh, compensation. Free, free, free. And yeah, it just, it, free, 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 exactly. free, 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 And, you know, so, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, if that's the answer to keep throwing more money at people and that's, and, and that's, again, that's the direction that you know the, the 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 far left has wanted and they've wanted that they promised that they were going to push this administration towards if 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 president biden ended up being elected they guaranteed that they were going to push that socialist agenda and keep offering more and more money so you know so so everybody can get more free free and, free 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 you know everything they've been doing is is based on you know is based on giving people money and when when we have these low unemployment numbers and we have an economy that is just sitting there screaming to take off um, to to be handing out money, you know, at a time like this, it just makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. It really doesn't. And that was my point. It was just like you you just you sit back and you watch and you see all these help wanted signs. Unemployment is at ridiculousness. Um, high, you know, but the in between with COVID, I mean, you got to, it, it's like a blender. You got to throw all the, all the shit in there and spin it around. And they, you know, what is it that you get? What is, what is the, what is the, the best result? <laughs> and, you know, personally, I mean, at this point, there's something screwy around here. I, I can't answer that question, man, because I, I don't know. You know where you're at. I mean, I I just don't know. Fauci, uh, Jim Johnson drilled. You know, <sighs> Fauci for you know answer the question. And you know, Maxine Waters just sit down and you shut your you shut your mouth. You know, that was a slap in the face. That was that was bad. Well, that's what Congress has become, and that's, that's what's that was. It, you know, just watching that, I was like, wow. It's it's unfortunate because that's that's what our Congress has become, and that just shows you how extreme everything's gotten. When there's no respect in 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 that there body wasn't. anymore, and there hasn't been in quite some time, and, and that's with the why lack they, of respect the, the, that's the, going on in that body, and the, the way they talk to each other, and the way they treat each other, it just shows you why we have the problems in this country, and people are rioting every day and burning cities down because there's no respect in the in the people that are that, that we're supposed to respect. So you know, it starts at the top and lead by example and you know i mean all of those adages that we've heard for years and years when you sit that there is true, and, that is a truism I, I i'm so glad you said adages because 
those things have been passed down from generation to generation for a reason because they are lessons that are learned they're 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 tried and true through the years and you should learn from just that you know i mean <laughs> wisdom you know it it should be instilled or something you know my grandfather installed wisdom and truth into me and you know what is right what is wrong i mean eventually you're going to see the truth the the truth is going to shine true and the bullshit you know it's just like wow there's a difference you know i mean there are 33 different um analogies of you know there's black and white then there's upside down then there's you know this way and this way and you know i mean finally you're going to you're just going to the lie and the truth it finally it's just going to come out you know what i mean right and when you see these people that were you know, swinging that way that have a public um, opinion um, that have been around, not celebrity sta- uh, status, and they come out and, you know, they're they're respected in a way, but, you know, they swing another way. And then finally, when it's like they've, you know, when, they, when those guys that used to swing another way finally come out and go, you know what, you know, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not this. And, you know, when they wake up to the truth, the, the truth is very, you know, I'd rather somebody tell me the truth than lie to me. And, you know, I, I think that some of these people, you know, realize that if they want to stay in this business, you better start speaking the freaking truth. Well, there used to be a day when that was all you got. You know that that was when you listened to the media and when you read something in the in the paper or even you know going forward online um, from a news source, you believed it because you knew it. it you know there was there was requirements. You knew it had been vetted. You knew it had been um, verified by a, a couple sources, not just one quote unquote anonymous source, which seems to be the new latest and greatest catchphrase that every every shady journalist wants to use and you know you, you knew it was and and now you have to do your homework on everything if you want to if you read an article you got to look at it and scrutinize it and see if you can find five other places that you know actually backs it up and find out where their source is because it doesn't seem like the media or the news media especially does their job anymore they just throw shit out there for clicks throw it against the wall and see what sticks and and if it you know if it gets some clicks and likes that's what they're after well, I guess if my point was anything is that, um, you know, uh, eventually, if you've been a liar and a thief your whole life, you are gonna gonna get exposed, or you're gonna get, you know, you're you're gonna get exposed. I flat out. I mean, one way or the other. And um, if you want to stay in that business, um, <clears throat> compare that to the media. Just even in your own family or whatever rank or whatever level you want to take it to, it's like a liar is a liar. A thief is a thief, you know, but you're going to be exposed. I mean, you, how, how criminals get caught is when they, they trip up on their lies. I mean, the people that are innocent, they can't change their story because they don't have another story to lie about because right. all they know is the truth. But when you keep drilling people and they change that story and you keep drivel, uh, drilling them and all of a sudden, you know, it's that little mistake that they lied about or tripped up on. 
that's when you're going to get caught. And that's where I think the media and the rest of the CNN crew are at right now. It is a tipping point in America. We needed a revolution. I understand the riots in all the cities. I get I get that. Uh, we needed this because that that was the the tipping point, the 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 point of no return to come back to to realize is that this is where we are as a nation and we need to go forward and we whatever we need to right the wrong and whatever happened up, up to this point we need to go forward in the right direction that that's me that i don't know if that was a rant or whatever but it was just like <laughs> that's where i'm at all right that's that's the way i feel i couldn't have done that five minutes alone by myself to speak the the truth you know if that's not what i felt but that that's where that's the way i feel I, I hope you guys all feel the same way. I mean, we need to get pointed in the right direction. Well, hopefully something changes. Um, you know, Thank and, you. And I don't know, I don't know who's going to make those changes. Um, you know, it, it, but it, it just kind of seems like the same old, same old keeps keeps coming down the road, and you know, the same thing keeps going on and on. So, I don't know. I don't know. But that's. Uh, that's way too heavy of a way to start a show. So oh, uh, I think uh, it's very uh, sorry. So I think it's uh what I, else think it's, I think it's time to move on to here. So uh this week you this brought week you, you brought one up. of my uh you brought one of my favorites, not not uh, um so i am i am going to be having a shot of honey jack while uh while you uh partake in your in your uh rumpelstiltskins and uh yeah i i, I yep that's just one that uh not a favorite of mine i've never liked the zambuca but uh more power to you zambuca yep yep so i don't think we've uh done one of the zambucas on the shots or for the show shots and 85 episodes. Nope. I don't believe uh I don't believe there ever so I'm ever staying, has been I'm, yeah, I'm staying at the store and I'm like, you know what? Mm, I work for some Greeks, you know, for a little bit. And uh we had a good night. Uh and they bring out the uh there was the Romanian, um, there was the Italian, and there was a Greek uh Zambuca. So anyway, obviously I got the uh Romania uh Zambuca. Z or S A M B V C A. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's a clear bottle. But it's my the, favorite color. Yeah, but the the dark in the brown zambuca. If you can get the uh, the Greek or the uh, uh, Italian zambuca in the dark color, mm, so good, <laughs> so good. But anyway, it's, uh, it's that little licorice that nobody likes. Either you do or you don't, you know. And I like the licorice. I just don't like the Zambuca. Um, you know, I'd much rather have a shot at Jaeger if I want the, the licorice flavor. Um, you know, Jaegermeister is kind of more up my alley. But, uh, yeah, the Zambuca is just too thick and too heavy for me. So not, All right, well, not let's one of my play, favorites. Well, let's play the shot, shot, shot song again. Let's just do it. Everybody... No, this is the first time that me and me and uh, me and Scooter, uh, 
Nina Kucher. Yeah. We're going to do a different shot. Well, we might as well just, uh, we'll have one to you're, uh, you're gonna do setting new records in Michigan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you brought the numbers. You got the numbers. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, so what'd you do? Honey Jack? I'm a, doing Buka. I had a Honey Jack. Wow. We agree to disagree on that one. On that one, for sure. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, d- d- yeah. No, I'll... No, he's going to pass. I'm going to pass on he's that gonna one. He's going to pass. I'm just fine with the honey jack. Yeah. We're sitting up in the house, and we're it's like we're the Democrat Party and the Republican Party, and we're sitting in Congress, and we can't agree on anything. Well, at least we can still get along. No, we can still get along. That's my brother. And I haven't, I haven't told you to shut up yet either. No, you didn't. No, so, you know, that's, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we can get along a little better than that. So yeah, I just looked at it. Uh, it was uh, eighty-nine. So April sixteenth, we hit eighty-nine fifty-five, <sighs> which is which is the highest number that we've uh, that we've had short of the uh, the nine thousand um, spike that we had back in the beginning of December. But the you know to continue where we where we left off last week at the end of the show, um, you know what we were talking about is is really I mean it really makes you wonder because if you go back and you look at this this uh, this this layout. Um, from Johns Hopkins, and they break it down by not only by case counts, but they break it down by uh, opens and closings and, and where we were at. So you go all the way back to I knew um, you had some numbers. March 16th um, of last year. That was the day we closed the bars down in Michigan. Yep. March 16th, right the day before St. Uh, Patrick's Day. Done. So the highest we got at that point was uh, we were at 1,221 cases, uh, and that was April 9th. And this is when the shutdowns first started. Now we're, now we're shut down. This is, you know, 1,221. That was, the, that was basically, oh, I'm sorry, it did jump to, after that, it jumped to 1,824. I believe that was the peak. So we're shut down at this point, right? All the way through when they finally started, started slowly opening things. I'm going to say... End of June, ish. Well, the first, the first or, beginning of the openings was. I'm uh, not looking at the stats. May first, was it? That's May when 1st. they started, right. uh, you know, opening like construction and that type of thing, um, very slowly. And then when they kind of almost went to being fully, you know, or, or more stuff opening and opening the bars for the first time and some of the restaurants and some of the retail, that was we were at 892 cases, and that was May 18th. Okay, I'm just trying to remember. I mean, I'm just going off of. So then you you got the stats. I I do. So then we stayed open at that, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what this was about, but we hit a number of 340 cases in June, and they started shutting things down again. Yep. At 340 cases. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And then we went through the next step, and you know, all of a sudden August rolls around. Now we're you know we're still running eight to nine hundred cases a day. August 7th, but they decided, nah, now we can open stuff back up. So then October comes around. And October 1st, now we're at 1,151 cases, still lower than anything that we had previously. They start shutting things down again. And they shut things down all the way up through uh, the end of October. They opened a few things back up then. at eight, 18, Now we're at 1,878 cases. 
So everything gets closed back down at that point. Basically, I think it was uh, November. Uh, it was like the end of October, beginning of no- November. Like I think the second second week where they really started locking everything back down, bars and everything. Because now, I mean, we're spiking. You know, we're we're yeah, I mean, we're, I... we're crazy, and you know, yeah. and it's it's hitting four thousand cases a day, five thousand. It jumped all the way up to uh, what was the peak there? It was uh, seven. I'm showing seven hundred and. Okay, there yeah, it is. I think the hospitals were 70, 80% capacity 90, at that time. 9,500 cases that we hit yes. December, the 1st of December. Everything's locked down, right? Again. That was our, that was our spike. Remember her coming, <laughs> on, her coming on TV and going, you know, right before uh, Christmas, the whole thing, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, that was it. Yep. So we were, we were locked down all the way through the beginning of the year when they actually started opening things, things back up gradually which was uh january 21st you know mid-january they started opening things back up the cases are coming back down now we're at 2500 cases now remember go back a year ago we're only at 1200 cases and everything's locked down tight as a button right? i knew you i knew he had the numbers back in july we're at like 500 cases 600 cases a day everything's locked down as tight as a button right okay so now here we are in december and we're starting to come down you know the 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 hill's going down now. So now you're know, going to start opening stuff back up in the mid, mid-January, but we're still reporting 2,500 cases a day. My whole point of this whole thing is we watched all that all the way through last year, these opens, the closings, these, these case counts, you know, and, and granted, that was a little scary when we, when we started hitting eight, you know, seven, eight, 9,000, you know, in December. What is going on now? We just hit the this highest peak that that we've had the other day the whole time i mean it's it's the the case counts for Mar- for april 16th were the second highest we've ever had and the governor comes out and says well i'd like to ask you to voluntarily stay home and you know we're we're not going to lock anything down and you know everything's okay i mean it's it, you know and i went and looked and, and you and you brought it up you brought up hospitalizations Sure. Guess guess where we're at right now with hospitalizations? Hundred percent capacity. Eighty-two. Per, this is just ICU only. Yeah, Eight, I, know, I know, but they're putting people in the ERs, and they, they they have no ventilator systems. I know somebody that's in that system, and it's a hundred percent full. They they they're they're watching people die, still, fourteen months later, and they're still watching people die because they have nowhere to put them. Now I'm not saying that hospital or that number or whoever. This is the state average overall. The state—that's what I mean. Uh, the state, you know, the state health organization or whoever they are. Out of it's just it's just out of the ICU you know, flat, beds that we have in the state of Michigan. There's eighty. They're at eighty-two percent capacity right that's, now. That's pretty high. And again, short of we were at eighty-seven percent in September. That was the highest point we ever had when everything got locked down again. And that's why they locked it down because the ICU capacity. They got to keep people out of the hospital. So they got to lock people down and stop the spread and blah, blah, sure. blah. So again, but, here we are at 82%. What is the thinking? Why? Why? I, I, no, sorry. I, the, what she, what Whitmore did was follow Como's basically his. The epitome of his his agenda, what exactly what he did. I mean, 
there there are so many coincidences that the the what Como did to Whitmore right now it, it's it's baffling and that's why when New York peaked out all of a sudden oh well Whitmore did the same thing Como did because guess what Democratic run bullshit crap you know put people in you know I I can go on and on I wish I really here here's the truth people I really wish I didn't know what I know and I I could go on and explain this to you it's just that at this point it's a copycat type situation and there are people in the background that are working on this stuff that are, are, are suing these mayors and governors for their malpractice and their misinformation and their bullshit because they have done wrong by us. I, I don't understand it. Ran over. I'm out. What you got? Well, I saw that uh, a group of astronomers um, went on a search to uh, research the uh, safest places to live in the Milky Way. (laughs) And the astronomers searched the entire Milky Way to find find the safest places to live. And it turns out we're in a pretty good spot. Even if in the pa- after this past year you feel like you're ready to relocate to another planet, you might want to look toward the center of the galaxy, according to new research. So their findings, this was a group of Italian astronomers that, um, that did, did the research. And um, most areas, besides the edge of the Milky Way, were very subject to explosions and supernovas, um, High energy, you know, gamma ray bursts that spew high energy particles and radiation that can shred DNA and kill life. So, out of out of all the spots, they consider the spot that we're in, or or the the area we're in, as as the galactic Goldilocks zone. So, um, the uh, it's just uh, on the outer edges of the Milky Way. Um, there, there's just not the the kind of uh, volatile explosions and uh, supernovas that are created in in more towards the center of the Milky Way so um, so yeah it's uh, um, in case you're thinking about going and trying to find a different planet um, <laughs> you know, it's probably you're, you're probably not in too bad of a spot so we're, <laughs> so, we're gonna go for right <laughs> yeah right. yeah I thought I thought you were uh, getting those uh, tickets on, on the uh, on the shuttle so we can head to space and go find I know it's a million five a billion five or a million five I think it's only 250,000 no I thought it was oh maybe way, it was way more yeah than I guess that. it was way more than that yeah we're gonna start a GoFund. that's right <laughs> yeah 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 go go fund us so we can uh, so we can go out into space right I think it was a million and a half. It might have been like one point two million or it something some, like that. It was, yeah, yeah, one it or was, two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think it was. Uh, some yeah, kind we'll of, do. We'll do. Man, let's get on that. I'm gonna stay here. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I think I'll stay here, even if the even if the they uh, they implode. Uh, <laughs> if everybody just implodes, I think I'll. Uh, I'm in a pretty. I'm well, in a pretty good not, spot. You know, I don't think you have to go far anymore because the aliens are here. Because uh, the naval ship uh, got those uh, uh, 
what do they call those uh, night vision uh, UFOs off the battleship? Though. Right. Yeah. Right. First, uh, you know they, you know they're not denying or undenying that you know they might be UFOs, but it's like you know, it's it's right there, you know. And I I've always believed that you know if you if you can't hide on the dark side of the moon, you might you know the best place else is underwater. And that's that seems to be where those guys went was underwater. Well, did you hear about this? Was a this was <laughs> a couple saying, weeks ago? Did I'm you hear saying. about the alien hunters that detected that uh, that radio signal? The radio signal. Oh, I yeah, I, I do I do think so. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was very weird that it, they that there wasn't any contact for so long, so long, and then all of a sudden. They had a spike or something, right? Like in the, they actually they actually registered a radio signal, right? They had a that spike came or... from so it came from Proxima Centauri, Centauri which uh, or Centauri, how do you say that? Centauri, I believe, is the correct way to say it. Okay, but like it's four point two million light years away or something. Uh, four point two light years, but it's it's, it's not that it's the that's star actually that, not that far. It's the star that is closest to the sun. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they, they, uh, they, they heard this and they haven't, they haven't heard anything out of that area in a long time. And then recently they got a, they got a, a sound, a, a radio signal that came from Proxima Centauri. And, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, when was it? I think that was back in the end of March that they, that they found that. But, uh, yeah, so alien, alien radio signals coming from, uh, coming from the sun. So that's, uh, you know, that, uh, you never know. It's, uh, it might be out there somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, can I trip out for a minute or no? I mean, I've been tripping out all night, so it doesn't matter. So listen to this. Here's a, here's a, uh, theory, uh, uh, hypothesis, um, that, N nothing can travel the speed of light, right? Nothing. And nothing is faster than the speed of light, right? Right. So, wouldn't that put you in a in a paradox, uh, paradigm like like you're trapped? I mean, listen. I mean, honestly, at this technology, this thing, you there's nothing out there that can go faster than the speed of light. Not that we're aware of. Right, so you're living in a paradox, basically. Like you just—that's that's it, man. You are you're you're capped. I mean, there's a whole lot of space out there, right? Like dark matter and undiscovered territories. I mean, you're talking Star Trek and the other shit. It's just you're just you just you just can't go faster than the speed of light. There's nothing that can go. That that's your cap. I mean, like baseball, like hockey, and you know the money and everything else. I mean, that's your cap. You just you just can't go faster. Nothing can go faster than the speed of light. Not that we're aware of. That we're aware of. But what if there was? Well, there may be. What if you could go faster than the speed of light? Well, maybe that's how that uh, UFO that the uh, that the Navy saw last <laughs> right. week uh, got here. You know, there we go. Yeah. So now you're expanding the horizon. It's like nothing can go faster than the speed of light. Proven in this paradox. I mean, that's it. 
that's your box. That, I mean, that would prove in, in inside a circle, inside a square, that's it. You got the circle and you got the square. Now, the ultimate question is, like, we live on Earth. Here's a 25,000-mile round sphere floating around, and we got the sun, we got other planets, and then we got the galaxies, and then we got the Milky Ways, and then we got the everything else then we got the dark matter and then we got this and then it's like you know there's like 32 billion you know possible inhabited planets with stars and, the, and then there's this and then we go back out and then just keep going i mean where does where does it end i mean where is the end of the universe i mean as far as you, your mind can ex, expand it just blow your mind i mean Living in between the third and fourth dimension is a very different place, and that's kind of where I live at the time. You know, everybody kind of knows I'm a little bit bizarre, but still, at the same time, if you're capped out at the at the speed of light, I mean, I mean, what else is there? I mean, what what, what do you want to shoot for? <laughs> what else is there left to do? I mean, like, all right, speed of light, that's it. We're done. We're capped out. Mm right we got nowhere else left to go that eh. there's your paradox there's your quantum physics everything's all wrapped up in a ball let's send it out send it out to history books man everything's done nothing else left to see go away go home <laughs> nothing else left you know it's 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 bizarro and i haven't said that all that no <laughs> you know i mean the, the cap is the speed of light right Come on. As somebody, far as we're aware of. Somebody's somebody's gotta topple and you know, just just that oh something to get past it. Speed of light. I mean, wouldn't that'd be a pretty cool accomplishment for mankind to get out there and then dismiss the dark matter, dismiss the speed of light and prove what we have thought, I mean, Darwin and all these other people are are still being criticized. And, and, you know, Einstein and everybody is still criticized on these theories. You know, even Einstein can't, you know, here's the theory where you have a square and, and a circle. And they they the mystery is, is to take the mass of a circle and the mass of a square and create the same mass you need to fit that circle into a square it doesn't matter how small or how big you take that circle or that square you just need to fit the same mass into that circle and that square and find the same mass which is the inevitable impossible They've been working on this for 600 years for this theory to to put the circle of the mass into the same mass of a square. And, you know, it seems impossible, but there is a theory. And there's a guy out there that explains this for like 30 minutes. It's like folding a piece of paper over and over. To Bill Nye? Yeah, exactly. So... You can only fold 
it doesn't matter how big the piece of paper is you can only fold it seven times and then like the eighth time you cannot i don't care if it's toilet paper or a napkin or whatever you just can't fold it you know they fold which is a bizarro situation all by itself and it can't be explained and there's other things that you can't do you can't lick your elbow either so uh, i'm just saying but yeah you can't lick my elbow either yeah well uh the here here here's your math homework is trying to fit the the sum, circumference of a of a circle and to get the same mass of a circle in and get the same mass of a square is um there's a way to do it and there's a thing but they haven't figured out in like 700 years it's it's very yeah you know that's going to be the next breakthrough for the whole thing. And you heard it here first, and it's pretty cool. But, yeah, good time. But, yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff that's going on. And you know what? Here's what I've said all along on this show. I think I said it way back in the beginning. And it's like, you know, if everybody just told the truth, it would, that you know what? That would solve a lot of problems. If everybody just knew the truth, wouldn't that solve a lot of problems? Wouldn't it or, Possibly. Or, or wouldn't it? I mean, look, aliens come at three o'clock in the morning. They knock on our doors and they just, you know, we don't hear them, but they just come out and sneak in. Everybody knows the aliens come at three o'clock. The devil comes at four o'clock and it's like, ah, I got the worst nightmares. You know, it's like, why, why are the aliens here at three? And I wake up at four and the devil's knocking on my door and it's like, sun comes up at six and now there's God. You know, it's like. Why do you got to put a thing, why you got to put a thing, do a thing, do a thing, do a thing? Wouldn't it be better if you just knew the truth instead of sitting, waking up every morning and second guess why we're born in the first place? It's, 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 it's pretty deep, but I, you know, what else you got? Let's go into the deep dives, man. Come on, man. That's probably the best place to go. Yeah. Well, something a lot less complicated. I think it's no. probably, uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be a, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. That was pretty cool. We did, did that Billy Squire last week. Yes. Yep. Nobody, old, ex- nobody expected good that. Good old flashback. I'm going to let you fly with this You're going to let me roll with the, this one first this I, week? I, I duly respect you if you would. Well, I, um, I, I went back to something, um, you know, and I guess they're still playing today. But um, uh, this is this is a this is a rock band, and, and I just I haven't heard. Even though they're still putting out stuff, um, that uh, you know they're from Sacramento, California, um, consisting of the the singer John McCree, Vince DeFore uh, on trumpet, guitarist and uh, bassist Dan uh, McCollum, and then of course drummer Todd Roper and. You know, they had some really, really big hits, um, including, uh, what was that? Oh, what was that big one that they had? Uh, Rock and Roll Lifestyle. And, you know, back in the 90s, they were, you know, probably mid-90s, they were they were so big. And it's funny, I just, I haven't heard nothing out of them. But I kind of went back and flashed back to, uh, I think this one was 96. And this, you know, this hung out, had a lot of legs and hung out for quite a while. But, uh, yeah, so this is just... A little something different that you know popped into my head, and I thought I'd can uh, I, can play I us uh, uh, play us a little. What's that? Can I guess or no? If you'd like to, Weezer. No, no. Oh. 
Go ahead. No, you're kind of in the same style, time frame, and all of that, but... Uh... Oh, yeah. Cake. How about a little cake? I want a girl with a mind like a diamond. I want a girl who knows what's best. I want a girl with shoes that cut and a... Hey! Oh! Hey! 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 Yeah, so don't even ask me what made me go after that one. It's been a long time since I heard it, but um, boy, back in you know back in the in that time frame, they were a, they were kind of a, a you know on the tops of the charts. Um, you know, especially yeah, my, MTV and and you know they were they were all over the place. But uh, my my favorite song from them was uh, something with the like the eagle, uh, eagle eagle something. It's just like the best song from those guys. Um, <laughs> something Eagle. Uh, you got it, or you pulling it up? Something I'm, like some, something something Eagle. Uh, eagle, Eagle, Eagle. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah, those guys. That was that was my uh, my favorite song from those guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cake. Good time. Yeah. I I might have to find it and. Uh, you want me to go? You got anything else from those guys? No, uh, no, no, not really. I mean, yeah, there's, you know, they had they had quite a few, quite a few songs. Um, oh Lord, what were what were some of their others? Um, they really their second did. album, Fashion Nugget, they, which was released in '96. Um, the distance, the distance was. I'm going uh, the distance. Yep, that kind of was a was a. I'm big, going for speed. Yep. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they, they, they toured with Counting Crows and uh, the Dingwalls and, you know, I, yeah, I mean, they, they really had, you know, and, and I guess when I, when I started looking them up and it made me think about them, I started looking them up and they are actually still playing and recording to this day, but it's been a long time since they had a hit. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. So, so let's just say uh, hypothetically that uh, we went to a cake and uh, what did I say the other man was? Uh, cake and uh, uh, Weezer. Okay. Yeah, cake and Weezer. That'd be a good show. That could happen. That could happen. It'd be like a college thing way back in the uh, mid '90s or something, right? Well, and you know, like we said, Weezer's still putting out stuff. You know, I, we Weezer just did that uh, did that cover album um, last uh, last fall. And we played some stuff off that. We cover did. Album, yeah. You know, and remember and, we did the cover. Uh, Cover tunes yep, or whatever. Yep. Yeah, and there's really some good stuff down there. You know, it's I uh, like Weezer. Um, you know that Toto tune they covered. Um, Africa kind of just oh, went yeah. all over the place and brought Africa back. It I mean, did. Even Toto appreciated it because it actually got them some <laughs> sales on their albums that kind of went dead. But <laughs> uh, you know, but yeah, they did some really really good covers on on that. So yeah, Weezer's Weezer's still alive and well and out there. But yeah, it's been a long time since I heard anything at all out of Cake. So. 
Anyways, just a little uh, little flashback from the nineties. So I'll, uh, no, that was good, bro. I'll, I'll give it to you, man. You, you brought you brought back some cake. I like wedding cake. <laughs> yeah, you know, I like chocolate cake. I like butternut cake. I like white cake. I like chocolate. I like butterscotch. I I, I love cake. Sounds like you got a lot of bands you want to cover. I know what I I do, but I like that. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you know, here's here's one for the. Uh, I'll, I'll do a deep dive real quick, right? Sure. All right. Here's a little something. Um, are you experienced? A little bit. Cop shot your old lady down, man. Down, you'll have that Minnesota, Chicago. I mean, it's going on. I mean, 13 year olds. I mean, really, like, who pulls out their gun and thinks it's a taser or taser? And who thinks it's a gun? I mean, do you understand why people are rioting? I mean, this is the this is where we're at right now. So, we had two incidents this week. Yes, we did. Two two officer involved shootings. Yes, we did. And, you know, I, I was listening to a guy last night, and, I, and if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. And to me, it's such a simple answer. I mean, we can, we can cry and bitch and moan and complain and yell yeah, we, and scream all we want about these, uh, about these people, whether they're white people or black people or brown people or Indians or whatever, that keep getting shot by cops. And sometimes fatally. It happens. But you know what? I learned personally. I learned at a very young age, when you are involved with a law enforcement officer, <laughs> you, it doesn't matter. You, you can ply. You, you respect them. You and can if, ply. If they tell you to do something, you probably should do it. You do it. If they tell you to put your hands up, if they tell you to sur surrender your weapon, if they tell you to... <laughs> To lay on the ground if they tell you to open your door, if they, you know. 100%, bro. You may not like them. You may not like what they're doing. You may not think you're in the wrong, and you may not be in the wrong. But bottom line is, when it's you and that cop out there on the road in the middle of nowhere and there's nobody else around. Been you, there. You probably should listen to what they have to say. I did And it. if more people would respect law enforcement for and I understand that there's, you know, just like there is in every group, there's shitty cops. You know, there's there's shitty cops, there's shitty bartenders, there's shitty hairdressers, there's, you know, I mean, you can look at any any given. But in that shitty situation, is that shitty cop going to shitty shoot you because that's his last alternative unless you give him a reason? Go to jail, due process, do what you got to do, bro. And I, mean, I looked at that. If you you know, you know how many people are are, are innocent on death row? <laughs> 
like, I'm sorry. I'm laughing because everybody in prison, everybody in jail, you know, they're they're innocent, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All, they they got the best story. I mean, they the reason why they're sitting in jail is because they lied or they, you know, did something wrong in the first place, but you know, if you're innocent and you you have due process, I mean, hopefully the courts won't fail you one way or the other, but still at least you didn't you you're not getting shot on the, on the scene of your arrest. It's like go to jail. I mean, absolutely Jesus. fight it later. You know, fight it later. Go to jail. You know, fight it later. You know, right. and that, and you know. that's you have to respect. And whether you agree with it or not, it doesn't matter. You have to respect the situation you're in. You have to respect. Thank you. You have to respect them for doing their job because in most cases, that's all they're doing. They're doing their job. And I really took exception to that whole story that blew up in Chicago yesterday with a 13 year old kid. Yes, it's unfortunate and it's sad that a 13 year old child was shot and killed. You know, but at the same time, if you look at the bigger picture and you look at the whole story, what was, you know, here it is. It's three in the morning. So first of all, where's the kid's parents? I mean, why is this 13 year old kid out there in an alley at three o'clock in the morning? I can't explain that. But well, I don't I don't care. I really don't care because he shouldn't be out there in the first place. But that's not me. That's bad parenting. And there's a lot of that that goes on. When you're a law enforcement officer and you get that call that's going on and you are asked to respond to a scene where there are shots fired and you show up on a scene where there's shots fired and there is somebody obviously with a gun in their hand running down an alley and they turn and look at you and have them responded to you and they turn and look at you. It's a natural reaction, and, it, and and if that kid would have never put him in the spot in the first place and ran from the cops, or or would have surrendered his gun immediately, he probably would have never been shot. And if you would just listen to the cops and do what they tell you to do, law enforcement is doing their job, and it is. It's unfortunate, but there's so many other things behind it. To sit there and blame law enforcement is just a is just an absolute ridiculous scenario because they're out there doing a job. So, um, you know, I. You know, and, and, and the other thing that bothers me about it is it's it's constant. Every time that there's a situation like that, we don't ever hear about the black cops that shot the white guy. It's always the white cop that shot the black guy. And I'm going to tell you something right now, and these are some t- statistics that, that stood out to me. That is a statistic, and you'd be surprised what he's going to say right here. It's... It, it, it stands out to me because we hear, you know, we make such this this huge, crazy deal over when it, when a shooting like that takes place. And unfortunately, this week there was two officer-involved shootings. But at the same time, this is this is goes back over, you know, average over the last two or three years. Fifty million police encounters per year. Fifty million, you know, across the across the state across the United States, there are fifty million. I understand that, but I, I still year. I still want to bring up one point when you're done. Out of those 50 million police encounters per year, there are 50 deaths of unar- unarmed people per year. So out of 50 million, there's 50 people that are killed That's per point, year. Point zero 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 point one. Some are black. More are white. The error rate of 1 million is 0.0001%. I think I just said that. 
three times three times lower than the tolerance of machine processing. <laughs> so <laughs> one one you know, I mean, yes, it, it is rare that mistakes cost lives, and and you know it's it's, but there's so many other things to look at. Yes, there is. There's so many other things to look at, and it, you know, instead of this whole movement of defund the police, how about more training? Well, how about more? How about more help for these police officers instead of you know? Let's yeah, let's just take their money away and make the problem worse. I can tell you, out of my entire life, I have had probably more than my fair share of uh, police contacts over the years. I have never ever had uh, um, a law enforcement officer pull their gun on me. Simple fact: I've never had anybody draw on me because when I when I have a police contact. I listen to them. I might not like what's going on. I might not like the ticket I get. I might not like being linked up and hauled away. I might not like any of it. But guess what? That's for another day to solve. Because if I want to have a conflict right there and then, chances are I'm going to lose. Because that's that's the law and you know the law? Or, or is it ignorance that, that people don't know the law is why they get shot? Or is it just because they just get shot because ignorance of the other side of the law? I'd probably take it right back to poor parenting. If that kid didn't know any better to run around down an alley with a with a with a gun in his hand and not respect the law enforcement when they actually told him to stop and and didn't respect any of that, then who taught him that? Thank you. Obviously nobody. Thank so you. So I go back to the to the poor parenting. Where are the parents? Well, you probably should get on to your top 11. Oh, yeah. I got a little top 11. A little something for you. little clicky-click on the clacky-clack. Tonight's top 11. Bada-bing, bada-boom. I'm going to give it 11 bands. Um, what I want you guys to do out there, and, and including uh, staff in the studio, um, I'll give you 11 bands, and uh, I'll just say where where was the first time that you heard this song, or what do you remember about this song, or this band. It's not a particular song or a particular band. It's just one or the other, and the first time when I, I throw it out there, what what is your first, first thought, and where you were at that particular moment, if and you can remember that song. So, should, are you ready? Yeah. All right. So, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Queen. We Will Rock You. Where where were you the first time you heard Queen, We Will Rock You? Do you remember? I have a hard enough time remembering last week. <laughs> um, so, that might be tough. You know, it does come to mind. I do remember... Uh, being probably about, for some reason, We Will Rock You. I remember being in the garage on Wildcat, being about probably nine years old uh, with my dog. And, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that was probably the first one of the first times I heard it or heard it and really enjoyed it. Was it, like, over the radio or? Yeah, it was a radio. There was just a... So there was a little uh, little box clock radio that sat out in the garage. That was what we had for music out, out in the garage. At, uh, and it came over the radio, and you were like, it we did. will, It we did. For some reason, that ra- that radio, 
little box radio with a little wire antenna could could just barely get in WRAF, but it got it in. No kidding. Yep. Yep. All do the you way, remember? All the way out there in Blaine. What year? Or no, like. Uh, oh, like I have to do the math. I just said seven, I was about nine. Seventy-eight, seventy-nine. So seventy-nine. Yeah, that's about the first time I heard it. I was on West Water or West Utica and Cornwall, and my mom had bought the album uh, Queen News of the World, and she had a record player, and I I just thought it was the the weirdest. If everybody knows that that album cover, it was kind of weird. That it was like kind of makeupy or kind of robotic or whatever. yeah, I don't remember you know, it. It was like people were just like, you know, the robot was like bleeding, you know, picking up people, and it was like it was just so weird. But you know, I remember putting that needle on that album, and I was like, you know, it just blew my mind man it was like 79 78 on uh west utica and uh, uh cornwall down utica that's that that's what i remember about that you know that song so that was pretty cool so that's what you got yep you got the you got the radio and i got the record version right right, right. back in 78 79 yeah it's just about yeah. that all right so uh, we're going to go with, uh, where were you when you first heard uh, Van Halen running with the devil? Mm, I probably will not be able to help you with that. I uh... Like the first time you heard running with the devil, Van Halen. Boom, 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 boom. I heard it so many times that, you know, it's just hard to say where the first time was that I heard it. No, I just thought I'd throw it out there. Do I mean, you remember? I do, man. Um, yeah, there it is. First time you guys heard this song. here oh yeah little david lee roth yeah uh yeah i remember i was sitting at marysville park and my buddy brought a uh, cassette player down there with like eight double a batteries and we were playing like hacky sack down at marysville park and he brought some van halen down there okay yeah we were rocking out and i was like Never, you know, nobody heard of Van Halen at that time, so it was like, you know, right on, bro. Right here. Oh, sorry. Yep, we're in there. But yeah, it was Marysville Park playing hacky sack, uh, 78, 79, man, when I first moved to uh, Marysville from Detroit playing hacky sack with the eight double, double D battery cassette listening to Van Halen one. Pretty cool. That was our, that was a good time. Yeah, playing hacky sack. We would throw the hacky sack way up in the air and try to kick it and just <laughs> try to keep it in action, you know? Right. How, you know, you kicked it around and stuff like that. So we'd throw way up in the air in the spotlight. Nobody could see it. And we play high hack. It was called high hack and try to do that. Listen to Van Halen. That, that was pretty cool. Such a great album. But, uh, yeah, I specifically specifically remember where i was when i heard that right so the first time you remember this song um i'm gonna jump back 
you know, maybe, uh, you know, 14, 15 years, uh, Queensryche, um, Silent Lucidity. Well, that's pretty easy. I remember, uh, I remember that one just for the simple fact that uh, um, I had heard other songs on the album, um, not necessarily that one, and I had heard other songs on the album, and I went and bought it. So I remember riding around in my Ford EXP and uh, playing that constantly. I probably darn near wore that one out. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I loved that album. Queensryche, yes. Silent Lucidity. Yep. yep. That was such a great song. Yeah, it was a great album. I remember his voice? It was like, dude, you know, nobody sung like that, dude. No, you know? no, one of a kind, right there. Yeah, I already, I already had listened to uh, Rage Against, uh, Rage Against the Order, and Operation Mindcrime, I do believe, and uh, that, uh, you know, Silent Lucidity came out, and I was like, bam, dude, nice going, dude. Yep, that's uh that's a that's a flashback. That was probably what would that, that more than fourteen years. That was uh crimey. I had to be Well, I'm going fourteen years after Van Halen. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was gonna say that's more than fourteen years. Crimey. Yeah, I was had going to be, fourteen years after Van Halen. I'd say about that was seventy eight. Eighty nine, so. ninety, I would think, somewhere in there. Maybe yeah. ninety one. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, you know, late nineties, somewhere right there. In between ninety five and two thousand. Yeah. I guarantee it. Jeff Tate. There's so many Jeff Tate fans out there right now that, uh, you know, he, they're so mad that he left Queen, uh, uh, Queensryche. Right. You know, you know, he's the, you know, it's basically called the uh, the one and only voice, you know, of uh, Queensryche and Jeff Tate, you know, their followers are like loyal followers, you know, followers, yep. you know. Yeah. yeah. Queensryche in its own right is almost kind of a, kind of a cult, if you will. So I'm going to bring back this one. Um, this was right after Randy Rhodes had passed away um, and Jakey Lee had took over um, for basically Ozzy Osbourne. And uh, it's, a call, it, it's a song called um, Waiting for Darkness by Ozzy. Do you, do you remember that song? Hmm. Waiting for Darkness. I don't think so. You know. Jakey Lee did not get a lot of credit um, because he basically followed in the, the footsteps of Randy Rhodes, but, you know, Ozzy had to carry on, and uh, he basically uh, hooked up with Jakey Lee, and Jakey Lee wrote for the next two albums after Randy had passed away, did the guitar work, did the lyrics, and basically put Ozzy, you know, you know, kept him afloat and that's why you never heard anything from jakey lee after the second album that he did with ozzy after randy you know it'd been ozzy's fourth album after black sabbath okay and uh yeah he never he never you know he still complains to this day that he never got the credit or the lyrics or the or the music ingenuity that he uh, incorporated on that album, you know. But uh, uh, one of my favorite songs from uh, Jakey Lee, I think it was the, I think it was the second album that uh, Jakey Lee did with uh, Ozzy. Um, it's called Waiting for Darkness. But uh, 
still still a great song it's still one of my i'm still jamming it's still on my cd in my car right now um it's the it's the best of uh ozzy you know type thing okay you know but there was a song called on their spiders and you know other b you know the the b-side song that nobody ever uh listens to or whatever and it's just like yeah i still jam it you know because nobody nobody listens to it but it's still jakey lee and uh i just i just want to give a shout out to jakey lee because he was you know he did have to fill randy rhodes you know you got ozzy with uh you know you know black sabbath then you got Randy Rhodes, and then Jakey Lee, and uh, then Zach Wild, and you know the whole bunch. But all those guys are great guitarists, and uh, Jakey Lee was the one that didn't get the the credit for carrying on Ozzy, right? You know, after after Randy, so, big shoes to fill, big shoes to fill. So yeah, um, just a big big shout out to that, you know. And uh, I remember the first time I heard that was like uh, MTV Headbangers Ball. You know, waiting for darkness. Okay, uh, that's that's kind of where I was going. Then we're gonna go. Do you remember when you heard um, do 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 the Kinks? Da-na-na-na. You really got me. Um, remember where you were the first time you heard it, or no? You know, so that would probably be. Da-na-na-na-na. I mean, besides Van Halen, but. The Kinks, da, 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 da. the original. No, because it was it was so it was so uh, over overplayed, I guess, in pop and and everywhere. And and really, when the when that was becoming popular, I mm. was not I was not into that style of music at all. I was a true rocker through and through, and that was uh, that was just not my thing. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I, we're just gonna skip. The- what was what was the first Led Zeppelin song you ever heard? Well, I'm sure it had to be "Stairway to Heaven." Was it? Uh, yeah, it had to be. It, yeah, yeah. I I would almost guarantee it. I remember my first song from Led Zeppelin was "A uh, Whole Lot of Love." Okay. The the first uh, "Whole Lot of Love," "Whole Lot of Love." You know, and then uh, like Moby Dick, you know the the whole drum solo. I thought it was uh, you know so weird that you know these guys were supposed to be a rock band, but they were more like psychedelic kind of trippy shit. You know, I'm like, what is going on, dude? You know, I'm like, this is rock and roll, but you know, I I was used to listening to you know Billy Joel and Rod Stewart at the time, but then Led Zeppelin come along, I was like. This is it. And I was like, I was hooked. Yeah. Right here. Oh. Yeah. I think it was at a pig roast on the 4th of July out in Kalamazoo <laughs> back in, like, uh, 71, 72. I just didn't know what it was, but we were listening to, like, CCR and, uh, you know, all that stuff. And now you're Jan- just making stuff up. The Doors and Janice Slot. No, I mean, really, I mean, 
I remember uh, Led Zeppelin, The Doors, Janis Joplin, you know, Jimi Hendrix, you know, they all, they were the 27 Club. And uh, I was at these pig roasts, you know, four or five years old, my annual pig roast out in Paw Paw, you know. And uh, it, was, it was on my birthday, it was the 4th of July, and we played volleyball and pig roasts and drank homemade wine and listened to, you know, Vietnam records. And I hung out with all these Vietnam ex-guys and stuff, and it's pretty cool. But, yeah, I think that's probably the first time I heard, uh, you know, Led Zeppelin I was introduced you know, all right. back then. You know, early, early stuff. Sure. My first eight track that uh, I'm going to introduce to you was recorded, not off the album. And I called my Uncle Rob, but he gave me a stereo system that had an album, um, an eight track, a cassette player, and a record player. And uh, I could play anything on it. And I, I took it home for the, for, you know, after spending the summer up there. But he recorded Pink Floyd The Wall on an 8-track for me, and uh, I listened to that loop over and over and over and over. So Okay. That would have been like 79.80 for me when I, I first heard The Wall. Do you remember listening to Pink Floyd The Wall? What what? Any song from Pink Floyd The Wall, do you remember? Because it, it, I know it got released in 79, and it was huge in 80, 81, Pink Floyd The Wall. Yeah, it probably didn't take me long to discover that, because like I say, I was really into the, I was really a rock and roller, you know, even, uh, you know, from young young teens all the way into high school. So, yeah, I'm sure that was probably something that that I discovered pretty quickly. All right, do you do you remember when where where you were no. when the first time you heard uh, you know comfortable comfortably numb or no you know no like I say uh, last week's still pretty difficult for me to uh, <laughs> recover what even happened there so all right um, all and there's right. and there's been a lot of uh, different things that have traveled through my body between uh, you know then and now so um, it, it may have uh, affected my long-term memory to a certain extent so. all right so I'll give you a band and I I, just, I don't care what song it was I just want to I'm gonna throw you back for a minute and where and where do you think that you heard this band and your first let here we go let, give me the first memory of this band black sabbath black sabbath my first memory of it yeah any song or any <laughs> memory or anywhere that you were when you you first heard black sabbath <laughs> well you know so i i, I i'm going to tell you that that uh it's not going to be it's definitely not going to be um the first time i heard black sabbath by any means but um, I, I think there's quite a few people involved that will, will remember the, the memory of where we first heard the Black Sabbath tune because it stands out to everybody. And uh, we used to go to these trip, yeah, brother. trips to uh, Ferris State for weekend parties when a, when a mutual friend of ours used to go to Ferris State. Ferris. And so there was many, many mornings after the Ferris night. Ferris rhymes with Davis, but okay. it doesn't. So there was many, many mornings when we were all laying there on the floor or couch or wherever from the night before. And somebody used to like to 
get up in the morning and turn this song up as loud as he possibly could <laughs> with the great big old... Remember the old Fishers that were in here? Oh, yeah. Well, that's where they came from. Oh, I got 500-watt Fishers in my sunroom right now with and a slow-blow fuse. Yeah. So that was uh, that was uh, how we uh, got woke up in the morning was, uh, was a little bit, of, little bit of Iron Man um, or War Pig sometimes, but usually it was uh, Iron Man about, you know, 8, 9 o'clock in the so morning. So any, basically any Black Sabbath song at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but, uh, yeah. But that, that was the one? That was typically the one. Typically the one. Yeah, and I'd be cranked right up to. That was your the, first to full experience to Black Sabbath. Trying right to there. come out of my coma from the night before, <laughs> yeah. and that that those <laughs> yeah. speakers are just thumping the entire house, and yeah, you just all you want to do is go find Cuz and punch him right in the face. No kidding, bro. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's a uh, there's a. Uh, Lots of people that can remember those flashbacks. Uh, Ed Ed will uh, verify that. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a few yeah. of us that will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Early early memories. Of early Black memories. Sabbath. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to give you a little bit, maybe earlier version. Uh, <laughs> not 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 early. Same same area. I mean, maybe a little bit later. Maybe a little bit. Earlier. Anyway, spin um, Alice Cooper, your first. Alice Cooper song. The first time you heard Alice Cooper. Um, do you remember anything about Alice Cooper? The first time you heard the the first song you heard. Yeah, I didn't like him. Really? No, no. Alice, I, Alice something about him. It, it, it took time for Alice Cooper to grow on me, and I it, really? it took years. And then I, once I started to appreciate Alice Cooper, I did really truly appreciate Alice Cooper. And um, but it took a long time. Yeah, initial exposure to Alice Cooper. I, it wasn't my thing, and I don't know if it was just, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just too dark for me, or or if it was you know his looks, or or you know if I was just, I don't know. I don't know if it was the style of music. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, for some reason, Alice Cooper for was not me, my thing. I th- yeah, uh, for me, I think it was like fifteen, sixteen. Listening to the riff and uh, um, uh, listen to "It's My Body" or uh, "You Can Go to Hell." Which is you? Everybody knows in the studio is one of my favorite songs, right? Um, but uh, you know, I, I distinctively remember listening to Alice Cooper, the ballad of Dwight Fry, um, "Mommy, When's yep. Daddy Coming Home? Is He Ever Coming Home?" You know, right? Right. Grab my coat, grab my hat. Yep. And yep. I. Went into the street. Yeah, yeah. It, that that was it for me. It was just like it was so warped and demented. You know, I was like, "Sure, Alice rules." And he's from Detroit. You know, it was like I ain't missing. So I remember. Uh, I think I was sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, somewhere right around there. And uh, Alice played Halloween night, and then he played back to back. You know, like. Two, three months later, it was Friday the 13th. So I got to see him on Halloween, and then I got to see him on Friday the 13th the same year. Freaking ridiculous. We dropped acid, went down to the show, and we were supposed to stop at a somewhere in Romeo where they were having an Alice Cooper party-ish, you know, tribute thing, and they severed uh, a pig's head. And I walked into this party, and Alice was supposed to be there because that's where he's from. 
and uh you know alice didn't show her or whatever but it was all like strobe light and pig head and blood and you know buffet style uh, guts and everything and i'm like what is going on and the guy that we were supposed to take to the concert we dropped him off on the side of the road he ended up back in the concert and then we were like, we're done with this guy. And then we go to this party back in Romeo and he's there. I was like, what the frick? You know, it was, it was just the trippiest uh, Friday the 13th, Alice Cooper stuff that I can remember, man. I, I'll never forget it, man. All right. And I lost the heels to my boots that night because we were driving back down on 94 and, uh, we lost uh, alternator power in our car and about halfway through and a guy that seen us at the concert picked us up and gave us a ride and I was dragging my boots, my Durango was from the back of his tailgate, you know, bouncing off of 16 or 94 and by the time I got back into town I had no heels on the back of my cowboy boots because they rotted right off and I was flat footed and I was like Come on, man. I had to walk all the way home from uh, 94 and range all the way to Marysville with no <laughs> no boots, no heels on my boots, tripping on acid from an Alice Cooper concert that I just can't even explain. So, yeah. Actions have consequences. That's a pretty weird story, but, yeah. All right. So, all right. So, Alice Cooper, that was, uh, which one was it uh, for you, the, the song? Not. There was nothing. No. Nothing. No riff, no nothing. All right, I'll give you one more. Uh, where do you think you were, and I'm just going to say, uh, a band called Dockin'? Were you, did you ever rock, rockin' with Dockin'? Yeah, that was uh, high school, you know, for sure. Um, Dockin' was when, when I started playing the kit, when I started playing the drum kit. Um you know that was a great band to play along with. So what, yeah. what was the song? Do you remember? You know, I don't even know if I could. I mean, we probably just about put the album on and just right. play because it what it really was. When playing. heaven when heaven comes down or under lock and key, tooth and nail. Um, I mean, I got a million of them. If I looked, because I can't even remember, because it's been so long since I really um, got into Doc, and I could probably just about tell you what album it was. Um, Tooth and nail. It was more than likely under lock and key. Tooth or um, nail or under lock and key. I'm gonna say. I'm telling you. I'm gonna say beast from the east. Beast from the east. Yeah, yep. that was a good one. Yeah, that was the album that we used to put on. And uh, yeah, so you're right. Tooth and nail on that album. You got tooth and nail. Unchained the night. Dream warriors. Kiss of death. You when heaven got, comes down, you just got lucky. So yeah, we just yeah put oh, yeah. that album on and just played that album. That was uh that was a great practice album. If you're you know playing, okay playing rock and needed a break from uh what ja- year was that band. for you? Eighty eight. Eighty eight. That would have been my senior year. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yep. 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 All right. So uh, I'll give you one more. I'm just gonna pull out of my sleeve. Um, Bad Company. Bad Company. Yeah, always a fan. Um, if I had to really nail it down, I would say probably the first time I heard Bad Company would have been at our family cottage. Um, my one uncle, and, and and not much unlike my father. I mean, because um, it's been recovered, so, uh, you know, Bad Company. My, uh, my one uncle was famous for 
no matter what we were doing at the cottage, if we were playing tennis, his truck was parked there with the windows open, rocking music out. <laughs> if we were out by the bonfire, his right? truck was down there with the windows <laughs> open, playing music out. And uh, yeah, that was that was definitely. I, I mean, I, I learned all about the Who from my uncle. I learned, there you go. I learned all about uh, you know Peter Frampton from my uncle, and definitely Bad Company because he okay. was a Bad Company fan. Right. So yeah, that would be. Uh, I couldn't tell you what year, but somewhere somewhere in my uh, my very uh, uh, preteens, I would say probably when right. I. Can I throw one more out there for a bonus track? Sure, why not? It's right. your show. So, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I'm going to go with when was the first time you heard, holy mo, The Clash. That was it. That was my last one on there. Remember, <sighs> remember hearing The Clash, like the punk rock, like 81, 82 stuff? I remember here London calling. They were sitting on that barge and they were they were singing. It was like MTV, and that's kind of did it did it for me. It was like I, I I fell in love with the Clash after that. So I'll tell you the same thing about them. So I'm gonna say it had to be late '80s, just for the simple fact that um, you know prior to that, um, I I was such a rocker that I just didn't you know any of that punk. Um, any of that punk and, you know, and, and, you know, new wave and all that stuff. It took me a long time to really start to appreciate it. Once I got into it, the I clash. got into it, but, um, yeah, I mean, all, all of it, once I was into it, I mean, it really started probably really started with probably joy division was probably my okay. first, first true punk, you know, that if you will, right. that's where it started. And then it didn't take me long to quickly, you know, start discovering, you know, Love and Rockets and the Kinks and the Clash and the, you, you, you know, all, all of that. Because once I found it, I found it. And, right. I, and I attribute my best friend, you know, I mean, he was, he yeah, was I, so I into tribute, that stuff. I attribute uh, college radio yeah. you know, for that, you yeah. know. I, I wouldn't have been exposed to any of that if I didn't listen to WSGR, you know, college radio. Right, right. But that was that was the alternative, like uh, the riff and the hard rock and wheels and stuff like that. It gave, oh yeah, it gave me that outlet just uh, just uh, you know. All right, you know I want to I want to check out some different stuff, man. I'm listening to this shit on the weekends, and you know I'm digging this more. And what I'm you know listen, I you know I can only hear so much Ted Nugent or you know yep. Jay Giles or you know. Whatever else was being played over and over, you know, I've I've heard it, you know. So sure. I, so for me, it was it was great to expand my uh, horizon, and at that time, you know, expanding my horizons was listening to full albums because I needed that experience. You know, I just I you know that's when I not just the songs. It was it was the band. You know. You yeah, know right. what I mean? I it do. Was like I, I want, I, I want to appreciate the band. Well, me and know? my, me and my buddy. I mean, that, that's you know, and that's really like I say how I started to get into that stuff. And, and Joy Division was one of the first, but that was what him and I would do when we would listen to an album. If we'd go down, a, down to Full Moon and pick up an album, yeah, we would go back Live. to his house and we'd sit in his room and we'd Full listen to that, 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 that's that right from beginning to there end. There you go. You know, that's we would I'm listen to the about. whole album front, you know, A side, B side, all of it. So. Yeah, it wasn't just, you know, yeah, it was always the the whole thing. Yeah, know, that's just what a, I'm talking not just about. Good time. Full Moon Records was, uh, yeah, I don't think it was from them. I, I wouldn't have got my uh, music uh, knowledge, you know what I mean, if it wasn't for Full Moon Records. Right. 
Right. So I'll give the I'll give them a shout out right now. Perfect. Lon Perfect. And, Lon and uh, Hunting Lodge and um, all that he did and uh, good stuff. And the cave back in the day for my guitar lessons. So. Right. Right. <laughs> good times. So that was fun, right? We had, it had was. I had a good time. You know, it was bringing back some old songs and some old bands uh, when uh, we knew and where we were. And, you know. So what you got, bro? Well, this week uh, for the joke of the week, um, brought to you by High Tower Meats. Make sure you get a hold of Sean at eight one zero four three four six one eight eight. But I'm not sure if uh, this week's joke of the week has anything to do with Sean this week, so he might be getting off the hook. Uh, I think he's just yeah, the, we threw the him sponsor under the bus for the week. week so. <laughs> but this came from our, uh, our our new book that the Preacher Man brought in. We have I a did. new giant book of dirty jokes in case we want to get away from the uh, from the 1970s archives file that uh, keeps seeming to pull more stuff out. Hard to believe we've done almost 80, 85 shows uh, you know, just from the just from and, the archive. Folder. And they're still laughing, so. Yes. Whatever. Yes. So, so this is the this, this is, is the, the only part of the show that they like listening to. Right. Right. And they're like, why? You know. So Gary Jerry's saying, why did it take Where you Gary twenty minutes to twenty thirty minutes to get to the shot of the week? And then everybody else is going, yeah. Why didn't you do the joke of the week in the beginning so we could have shut it off? You but, know what? Yeah. We, we only had thirty minutes. You know. So thanks, thanks a lot. And anyway, at any rate, this is this week's joke of the week is brought to you by the giant book of dirty jokes compiled by Mr. J. So there it is. Mrs. Anderson, Mrs. Anderson's husband had been reported missing for more than three months. Her friends and relatives did not know if the poor man had met with a foul play or had merely absented, absented himself from the family hearth. One day, the lady received a call from the city morgue requesting her to identify a body that might very well be Mr. Anderson. The morgue attendant lifted the sheet, disclosing the recently dead but very well-endowed corpse. Mm. No, Mrs. Anderson said, that isn't my husband, but some woman certainly lost a very good friend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, there's uh, there's <laughs> there's some uh, there's some deep ones in there. So uh, we'll 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 dig a little deeper into that one. But that yeah, was that was just giant, a giant a bucket of dirty jokes. Yeah, short sweet one that I came across. I know across, there's so. one where like the two Irishmen are sticking their peckers up through the the wooden floor or something like that. If anybody remembers that, <laughs> please bring that one back. Well, there's hundreds of them in there, so oh, I, there you is. know I, I don't know if we'll stumble across it or or, or not. But uh, either way, we got uh, he. We made his own sandwich he jumped off the bridge i don't know what to tell you yeah. oh yeah good stuff oh well on that note well we had we had fun on a saturday didn't you? well you know gotta do something on a saturday yeah might as well be put out a show right yeah you can only sit here and look at these graphs for so long. We did. We had a bunch of stories. We had other things to talk about. I went off for a little bit. You went off for a little bit. It's, it, you know, it, it's not a bad thing. Well, as long as, we, long as we both got off, that's uh, that's the important part. I did. I'm sitting in my own sticky. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do for the rest of the night after uh, I get out of this show. There you go. There you go. Huh. So yeah, that's uh, that's about all I got. I um, um, I, 
was there anything else that we were supposed to cover? I know we've got uh, we've got a couple. We got a we've got a phone guest that we still have yet to uh, get set up, and then yeah, we got. I believe we have a in studio guest from uh, the CBP that we were talking about getting yep. in here too. So we no, gotta, he's we all to, about it. We have and to get that. Get that so. all set up. So um, things to come. I don't know if uh, and then crime. Now we're only we're only four shows away, or you know, I guess five shows away from. Uh, we're episode gonna, 90. Right. I got and another holy guy. Moly, I, I, got a, I got another guy that's, uh, you know, in, uh, very interested with the uh, mic situation and uh, can hold his own. I work with him. Newly, newly guy. Very uh, interested yeah, with the would, mic situation. He would like to be on the mic I don't know situation. Mike. Um, no, he is a, uh, he's a very funny, intelligent kind of guy and I told him I told these guys I give him a shout out to him and uh you know the fab four over at uh you know place at work so uh yeah I, I can't get much into more detail until I uh, talk to you and then maybe you know we'll see you on uh, episode 90 coming up on YouTube right coming up yeah these, these guys these guys are all youtubers man they they want to see the show, and you know, and honestly, very, if you think about it, they're very excited about it. You know, they want to. You know, well, they're all out there. All you got to do is go to the YouTube site and watch them. Right, they're it's all a, out there. Yeah, so these guys are all gun ho about it, man. You, YouTube and so there you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, so, yeah, I guess we got, that's uh, that's about got, all I got. Um, besides thank, thanking the listeners, uh, a couple more, a uh, couple more new followers on Twitter. Uh, and I see the the downloads have uh, they leveled off a couple weeks ago, but now they're starting to climb back up a little again. The downloads are going higher, and I see a lot of people going back listening to episode one. So, all, for all for all you listeners that that you must know, be all the cards I've been passing uh, out lately. Uh, all yeah. you listeners that are only listening to episode one, I hope you dig a little deeper because that's not our best work. But uh, uh, just so you we, know, no, no, go ahead. Don't until we talk to you next week. Uh, that's about all we got this week. So, and I have a subliminal message for you um, after this. And we, we, we are, are out. out.